Whether we're talking about the fear of failure or anything else holding you back, confidence is the key to unleashing your power. Welcome to Confident with me, Sherry West, and my fearless daughter, Olivia. Join our conversations with fierce female leaders and explore how you can become more confident. Welcome to episode six, Stand Out, sponsored by New Renew Brand Marketing. Welcome, welcome everyone. Okay, Liv, let's start talking about a current event today. And I love the story about the amazing, brilliant, recently crowned Miss Universe, Zazabini Tunzi from South Africa. Yeah, it's, it's really amazing and it really shows um, how important representation is, especially to young girls. Absolutely. And this, by the way, is how change happens. I loved when she said that she grew up in a world where a woman who looks like me with my kind of skin and my kind of hair was never considered to be beautiful. I think that it's time that that stops today. Yeah. And also when she said that teaching leadership to young girls was so vital, especially in this day and age, she said, it's something that has been lacking in young girls and women for a lo very long time. Not because we don't want to, but because of what society has labeled women to be. I think we are the most powerful beings in the world and that we should be given every opportunity. And that is what we should be teaching these young girls, to take up space. Absolutely. Yeah, so ladies, yeah. heed Zazabini's advice and take up space. That is your license. And today we actually get to host a very powerful woman. You want to do the introduction? Of course. Laura Kinder is a partner at Diversa Partners, the top executive search for firm in the U.S. It focuses on high-growth, venture-backed technology companies and was called the recruiter Silicon Valley's hottest startups all use. Laura splits her time between NYC and Silicon Valley and has built the leadership teams for companies like Etsy, Peloton, Twitter, Pinterest, Squarespace, Oscar, Glossier, and Cadre. She was honored by Cranes as a 2019 Notable Woman in Tech and lives in Connecticut with her two young, adorable children. Amazing. Congratulations and Thank welcome, you. Laura. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me. So where do we begin? I mean, you've got such an incredible story and you're so young. And actually, at the young age of 28, you became the youngest woman in Diversa's history to make partner. Mm -hmm. Can you just talk a little bit about your story, how you got here, and the keys to, to your success? Yes. So I will say that I was never, um, you know, just in terms of my history, I grew up in Shelton, Connecticut. I was uh, certainly never the top, top student. Um, <laughs> I wasn't the best athlete. I wasn't really the best at anything, but I was uh, always consistently a very hard worker who uh, I always had a mm -hmm. bunch of different jobs. I worked for a jewelry store for about 10 years from high school all the way through college and babysat a ton and played sports. And I think what that taught me was um, really the ability to kind of have a lot on my plate at once and mm -hmm. to, to multitask. And I think that as I think back on um, what has really given me the ability to now have my career, have my family, and try to do the best at, at managing uh, all of it as, as well as you can. I think it is that. It's, it's the ability to have a lot on your plate, be able to, um, you know, really kind of compartmentalize your life where you need to, both mm -hmm. at home with my family as well as at work. But I think early on, if I were to look at um, 
you know, a few keys to my success. It was, if I'm not gonna be the smartest, I'm just gonna work harder mm -hmm. than anyone around me. And that means I'm going to stay later. That means I'm going to ask more questions. Um, to this day, if I'm in a meeting with my CEO, who is my, you know, biggest mentor, um, I will always walk out of that meeting and the first thing I say to him is, okay, what could I have done better? Mm -hmm. And even after 14 years of, of being with him and, and being with the firm, that's always the first thing I think about. And I think that is really the key is hard work meets uh, taking feedback really well, mm -hmm. adapting yeah. to it, and then moving from there. I love that development yeah. orientation. And that was something I learned in my corporate career, to, um, that not all managers are great at giving feedback, so yeah. you have to ask for it. Mm -hmm. Because the only way you get better is to increase your awareness of your yeah. strengths yeah. and development needs. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. That's fantastic. And I think asking for the tough feedback. Yeah. So right. I know this is what you're going to say I did well, but what could I, what could I work on next time uh, to really hit it out of the park? Right. That's awesome. Yeah, and Diverse's tagline is, when odds are one in a million, be that one. So can you explain a little bit what you're looking for when you do an executive search, and how does someone like stand out to be that one? You know, each search, I've done hundreds and hundreds of searches now, each one is incredibly unique, and there's no one specific skill set that you know, you're looking for. But I think you know, at, at the highest level of executive placements that we're doing, um, you know, we're really looking for people that are, in many ways, the complete package, and um, they're they're a bit of uh, anomalies because they've they've hit an incredible uh, you know uh, stride in their career. They have amazing experiences behind them, but probably the the biggest key component is really really incredible leaders and people that. Um, will uh, be leaders that others want to follow, that have a high degree of empathy, that have a great story around how they got to where they are and how they kind of navigate through mm -hmm. difficult situations. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. it's all about the complete package of, you know, what is someone's background? How did they, how did they pick themselves up when they maybe got into a, a tough situation, right? What were your learnings from that? And those are really the pieces that you look for. Um, because it's, it is about someone's experiences, but more than that, it's also about who they are as a person and how do we mm -hmm. think that they're gonna come in and lead an organization. Right. Well, so let's talk a little bit more about how does someone demonstrate that they're yeah. an effective leader because yeah. our theme today is standing out. So the question that all of our young women have is how do we stand out? And can you just maybe kind of rate and discuss the importance of each of these following factors in a first impression or an interview? <clears throat> there's communication, there's your attire and presence, there's the demonstrated leadership results, and then your engagement and body language. Can mm -hmm. you kind of talk about the relative importance and really you know, get specific about how does someone stand out? Yeah, well, I think all of them are actually all of them all are the incredibly <laughs> so it's it's actually they're actually they're they're hard to rate but there are two that stand out to me which is energy and enthusiasm as well as um, you know, the person is kind of coming in prepared and, mm -hmm. and knowing what they're you know who they're talking to what they're doing and really just showing that they are interested so mm -hmm. I always think you know the first thing when you meet someone the first half second judgment that you're gonna make is does that person look you in the eye? Do mm -hmm. they look you in the eye? Do they give you a really, you know, strong handshake? Mm -hmm. And do they, you know, exude that confidence right off the bat? And that's, you know, something that I'm even su surprised at times when I'm meeting with a, a, a very senior executive, you know, they may, they may not have that. And so 
I think that's just the easiest thing anyone yeah. can do right off the bat. I think the second thing you can do is, um, uh, it's important to remember who your audience is when you're speaking to them. That's something that takes time, but to think about, okay, what do I, I feel this person is going to want? What are they gonna wanna get out of the interview? Um, but really spending time on what's the background of the company? Mm -hmm. How am I going to show my interest? I think you can show interest by saying, I read these four articles in the company. I'm fully up to speed. I would love to come in. I'd love to tell you more about myself and why I'm so excited about the job uh, and why I think I'm relevant. And I think that's something that women often don't do. We shy away from, we tend to wait for someone else to lead the conversation rather than jumping in and saying, it's great to meet you. I'm really excited. Like here's, uh, here's what I've done. Here's my background. This is why I would love to come in and be a part of your mm -hmm. organization. So engagement, eye contact, and preparation, preparation. all lead to confidence yes. in, this in this process. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we know that confidence is key, obviously, like you just said, but then arrogance gets you nowhere. So how can you exude like genuine confidence in an interview? Like, you know, find that balance, like not come off as arrogant, mm -hmm. but not become off as not confident enough. Yeah, I think um, that's a, that's a, I don't think it's as tricky as people mm -hmm. um, maybe feel uh, like it is. I think it's something where you need to uh, always talk about where you've been, how you were successful mm -hmm. in what you did. So if it was a project that you led and uh, it was an amazing outcome, the organization loved it, I think it's really important to take ownership of that. I mm -hmm. think it's, I think what women tend to do is we tend to back off of that, not own mm -hmm. on that responsibility. And I think what yeah. happens is that our successes aren't clear. And mm -hmm, so I yeah. think that you can, in a really positive way, say, so here's the five things I'm really proud mm -hmm. of that I've made a really big impact on. That if I'm thinking about my past three or four years in this company, this is really where I want to hang my hat and what I'm, what I'm most proud of. Mm -hmm. I think you can say that in a way and you can move through it in a way that is absolutely displaying confidence, showing your results, but then in, in no way arrogant whatsoever. And just to extend on that, um, I recently had a conversation with Jen Ezring, who is mm -hmm. one of our Live Girl Board of Directors, and she's also a partner at Cahill Gordon and Rydell, which is one of the largest international law firms um, in, in, um, based in New York City. And she actually, coincidentally, by the way, is the first female partner in the firm's 100-year history. Wow. Incredible. And she told me just on the point that you were making that in her experience when she's reviewing even for like um, the annual salary um, reviews that women come in and, and t t communicate their successes but in a very neutral way and they use neutral yeah. words like I helped do this yes. or I assisted with that project whereas men come in and use much more positive successful mm -hmm. powerful mm -hmm. terms you know I led this you know I killed mm -hmm. this project yeah. I yeah. Um, and that also men women focus more on talking about just 
the, what they've done currently, whereas men talk about forward-looking potential. And yeah. those are two big differences, yeah. I think, in how we can communicate and command, you know, the, the attention of the interview and of the, of the space. Um, that, and I'm just curious if you're seeing any other differences between men and women, like in an interview setting, just so that we're all aware about, you yeah. know. I think that that's, I mean, I think that is exactly it. Um, women will often not put themselves up for a job or promotion mm -hmm. unless they feel like they have 100% of the experience necessary, yeah. where I think statistically men will do it when they have around 60% uh, right, of that. Yeah. So those are, those are drastic yeah. right. numbers, right? And so I think the, the, the best thing you can do is think about how, what would I do and how would I operate if I weren't afraid? Because mm -hmm. it's really fear is at the core of, of every single interaction, right? Um, you know, what if I overextend myself? What if I'm not up for this job? And I think, I think for, for men sometimes that hasn't been in the head, in, in their head space as mm -hmm. much as it's kind of really resonated with, yeah. with women. So I think that, um, the more that we can put ourselves out there and we can ask for the bigger job, take on more responsibility, mm -hmm. kind of push for that next level. That's what will make all the difference. Right. And, and be okay that you put yourself out there and don't get the job or, or yeah, fail. 100%. Um, I recently read this great story about uh, a Japanese man who decided to do an experiment and for 100 days basically put himself out there every day for something different um, and actually asking for things he knew he wouldn't get so that mm -hmm. he, in effect, would get accustomed to people saying no mm -hmm. and to failing. And yes. then it kind of, the sting goes away and then you realize, oh, the worst that happens is you yeah. don't get the job or yeah. someone says yeah. no and, and then you move on and you try for the next job. Yeah. Um, I don't know any thoughts on how we get young women I, comfortable with that. I, you know, it's a really hard thing to get uncomfortable or to, to get comfortable yeah. with, but um, I think that it is by far and away the most important thing you can do. I yeah. think, you know, early on in my career, um, I remember I was I was getting on a call with a you know big executive, and I think I was you know all 23 years old and had absolutely no credibility and mm -hmm. you know in, in my mind to have a conversation with this person and. Um, I remember my, my boss at the time turning to me and saying, Laura, what's the worst that they're going to, what's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah. Like the worst that's going to happen is they hang up on you or like, that's the absolute yeah. worst. But most <laughs> people don't do that. Most people, right. yeah. that I've never actually been on the line. But the worst that's going to happen is they you know, may politely decline or it's not the right fit yeah. or you don't do your best, but you learn from it and think about what will happen when you put yourself out there and what will happen when you can set another goal for yourself and look at yourself and say, wow, I did that. Right. Like now let's, what's the next mountain I can climb and how do I keep pushing that up? I think that's what it's all about. And yeah. even though um, I'm a partner at Diversa and I've been with my company for um, 14 years, it's, you know, I live in fear of being comfortable. That's that's like the enemy to right. me. I want to be scared right. yeah, every yeah, yeah. single day. I want to be makes life you know, interesting. It does. For sure. And and you have to, you know, think about how um how can I keep pushing myself to that next level? And that is just a really important thing to always be thinking about. Um and it will make such a difference. So can we shift gears a little bit? I'm, I'd yeah. love to hear a little bit more about Silicon Valley and the kind of the energy and the talent you're bringing into that space and how you see that differently in other careers. And as a young woman, um, yeah. kind of trying to figure out what they want for their future career path, how you kind of gauge that. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on that? 
Well, I think that um, now more than ever is an amazing time to be a young woman who mm-hmm. is about to enter the workforce yeah. or, you know, uh, it, currently entering. I just think that there's the conversation has changed so drastically even mm-hmm. from yeah. when I started, which is incredible. And I think yeah. companies are so focused now, especially in, in, in tech, which is very much, you know, Silicon Valley is Silicon Alley, um, very much the forefront of, of, you know, where the market should be going. But every single search, every single project I do now, we are so focused on making sure we get, you know, diversity. Um, in our, uh, in our placements, we are, uh, focused on making sure that when you open up a homepage of a, you know, a company that the executives are not all white males, that it looks, um, that it, 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 it's representative of, of the, the larger body of who they're going after. So, so I just think that that's incredible. I think it's an amazing moment in time for women. I think that, um, you know, all the, the young, amazing women that are part of Live Girl have, are doing everything right. And it's just, it's, uh, so much opportunity across the board, but yeah, tech is absolutely, I at the forefront, it's an exciting time. Yeah. Um, whether you want to go into computer programming or marketing or operations, whatever it is, there's there's so much to offer. So, are you seeing that in the in the tech pipeline? Though you're seeing more, are you seeing more diversity and more young women coming up and applying for those jobs and getting those jobs? Yes, absolutely, awesome. absolutely. Yeah. Um, I uh, I think last year, I think I brought in, I think. 20% of my placements were uh, female executives, which was, you know, very mm-hmm, high yeah, by mm-hmm. industry standards. And I think this year it's going to be closer to 40. And wow. I mean, my goal, I tell my team every single day, I'm like, let's get that number to, like, how do we right, get that number to right. 50 next year? How do we get to 70 the following year? Um, so we're, we're seeing a lot more of that. And the great thing is we're seeing a lot more, um, you know, focus on that from, yeah. from board members and CEOs and the entire organization. It's just so important. That's very exciting. Yeah. And yeah. you have an adorable four-year-old daughter. I do. So yeah. what, what, what do you want for her in, in, a, in the future world? Like, so as a, as a female executive <laughs> with a young daughter. That's an amazing question. Um, <laughs> I think I want my... By the way, we should have brought her on the podcast. Oh, yeah, we, we could have had a mother, daughter, mother, daughter. Oh. <laughs> She's not quite ready for that. But. Um, I think that... You know, the the most important thing for me, even outside of uh, work, is I want my daughter. It's I, you know I want my daughter to see an equal household, mm-hmm, yeah. and I think that's what um, I feel very fortunate. My children are, are going to grow up in a household where they see mommy and daddy like contributing fifty mm-hmm. fifty. My husband truly takes on fifty percent of the workload in every single aspect, be it cooking, you know, cleaning, shuttling children, mm-hmm. and you know, as do I. And I think that's just an awesome example to to set for them. But I think. Um, for my daughter, I want her to, I really want her to, to, to find a, a, a role in a company. You just want your kids to be happy. Right. Something where she's happy, where she feels challenged, um, and can make a, can make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that those are just the fundamental basics, whether she wants to go be a scientist or she wants to go be a computer engineer, she wants to be a recruiter like her mom. Um, I think that, you know, you want it where, uh, they feel empowered and they can right. grow and they yeah. can push themselves right. and that's just, you know, what the difference will be. 
Yes, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, enjoy it, though. It does go yeah. fast. <laughs> <laughs> but then they grow up to be amazing, brilliant, 16-year-old yeah. yes. podcast girls. <laughs> okay, so that brings us to the end of our interview, and we'd love to end our podcast with a fun round of speed okay. questions, kind of game style, if you're out for it, Laura. Out for it. Um, Olivia, you want to start? Yeah. Which historical figure do you most identify with? Um, I've always loved Amelia Earhart. Oh, love it. Yes, (laughs) go Amelia. Um, I don't, you know, I've never taken a personal interest in aviation, but I just think what she did in that time is so incredible. Absolutely. What is your most treasured possession? I have an antique vase my grandmother gave me. Uh, that was her grandmother's, so that is yeah. truly my wow. most treasured yeah. possession outside of my family. <laughs> That's a great answer. Where is your happy place? Uh, we go up to the Finger Lakes often. There's a little Beautiful. town yeah. called Skinny Atlas, New York, where my husband is from, and that is absolutely the place where I go, and I can go fishing with my son, and we can go kayaking and just get back to nature, and yeah. everyone kind of... Zen's out. So my husband is from upstate New York, from Binghamton, and Skinny Atlas is one of their family's favorite places to go. Small world. What is your favorite game show or cartoon to watch with your young young ones? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I actually, my, so I will say my favorite right now is my son and I have been having a blast playing Are You Smarter Than a Second Grader on Alexa? (laughs) And it's really fun to see the questions that he can answer and he actually thinks he's playing for real money. So when I tell him that, no, you did not just win $25,000, but that I'd say is uh, what the family is having the most fun with right now. So are you smarter than a second grader? Sometimes I'm not, no. Who is um, the one person you'd most like to invite to dinner? Uh, I would love to have dinner with Oprah. Oh, like, that's a good I just answer. think yeah. she would be you know, yeah. you can, so engaging. You can, have, you can spend the day with Oprah at Barclays in February. <laughs> Did you know that? No. She's doing like an all-day. Sign me up. I think it's February. <laughs> okay. Yes, it's like an Oprah super day that's with special amazing. guest uh, Michelle Obama. Oh, yes, the I two know. of them. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So I'll have what she's having. What are you reading right now? Uh, I just finished The Alice Network. Did you read mm, that no, book? No, I didn't. Really interesting book about uh, World War One. I. I think I've read that. Group of no, yeah, female yeah, spies. Yes, nerd. Yes. Um, I have. That's it's, a good book, yeah. And I, I, you know, did not realize yeah. that it actually, yeah. you know, while the characters were somewhat somewhat based on fiction, it actually is, is yeah. a real story about a group of female spies in World War One oh, that yeah. were undercover good, and yeah. what they did. It's it's just an incredible story. And what are you watching right now? I don't have an answer for that because I really don't watch much television. <laughs> um, we, I, I, I'm not other watching than, right I, now. Other than, are you other smarter than, than yes, <laughs> yes, or we'll, yeah, Paw Patrol will be on in the house while I'm making dinner, but I, <laughs> I don't watch too much TV. <laughs> and who is inspiring you right now? Um, I am, I think... I'm really so inspired, and I think what pushes me every single day are the all the amazing young women that I see, and, and even in my company that are just coming out mm-hmm. of college and are so eager to learn, mm-hmm. and um, I just think that that's what truly pushes me every single day to want to be a better example, want to be a better leader, um, and want to help to 
guide the mm -hmm. way for yeah. all of them and be a mentor to all of them as much as possible. I think that's just what's so, ins that's, that is what I live for. It is right. what I'm so mm -hmm. inspired by. Right. So, well, you're succeeding. You're an incredible yes. role model for all girls and women everywhere. So thank you for coming on our podcast. Um, and I just want to say to our audience, if you have a topic or a role model that you'd like us to feature in the future, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at confident at golivegirl.org. And hey, can we ask you a favor? If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and share it with a friend. So in closing, I'm Sherry. And I'm Olivia. And we hope that you feel more confident after today's episode. And this week's challenge is for you to stand out. Up your leadership presence by watching yourself on videotape. Just take a short video and identify what's enhancing and detracting from your presence. Does your posture convey authority? Is the tone of your voice firm and confident? Are there nonverbal tics distracting from your message? Increasing your self-awareness will help you stand out and be that one.